ಪ್ರಜ್ಞವಾಗಿ Good morning and welcome in the name of Jesus. Hello. You all doing well? Good. Hi. You survived. Awesome. So today is, we're doing three things today. It's all centered around worship today, which we do every Sunday. So the first thing we're going to do as we sing an opening hymn, we're um, going to have, we have two baptisms this morning. So we will do that at the beginning of our service as we're singing the open hymn. They'll come up. You can follow along in our hymnal, um, 279, 269, something like that. 268. I knew I was somewhat close. So you can follow along in the baptism with that. Um, and then our, our service will continue. And then after the sermon, we're going to be inviting all of you who are participating in our new Lutheran Braille Works um, ministry will come up, uh, come up to the bottom of the stairs, and we will um, dedicate that service as it's, uh, you all had your training yesterday, I think, and for the most part, things worked, and uh, we're ready to go, and uh, we will bless it too, and uh, you guys can come up for that too, as part of that team. Uh, and of course, we have, uh, uh, after that, we'll go into communion, and we ask you to uh, just Fill out our card in the, on the back, and if you agree with everything, join us. Also, it's also our attendance card, so when the ushers come around, throw that, throw that, place that in the offering plates, and uh, we will uh, uh, count everybody who's here today. And as always, we pray that as you hear God's word and in so many different ways this morning, in, in, in our liturgy, in the hymns and the songs we sing, through the baptism, and, and even through the dedication that God works faith in you, or strengthens your faith, heals you if you need healing in any kind, we would pray that all that would happen too. Let's begin with our opening song, In Christ Alone. And if our baptismal family would come on up too.
see what mom and dad are doing. You can decide, okay? And we'll do you first so your brother can see. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, and whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So, How are you guys named? 
receive the sound of the holy cross upon both your head and your hearts. Mark you as one redeemed by Christ crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood, yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his hosts in the Red Sea, yet let your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray you that behold Bryony and Killian according to your boundless mercy and bless them with a true faith by the Holy Spirit that through this saving flood all sin in each of them which has been inherited from Adam and which they themselves has committed since would be drowned and die. Grant that they be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, she and he would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates. In the Lutheran church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction, and nurture the, in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. There are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for their neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Bryony and Killian as sponsors in the Christian faith? If so, please say yes with the help of God. God enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace, fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Let us join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. as it is in heaven. You all can answer these questions with them. Do you both believe in, uh, oops, I skipped a part. Sorry about that. Uh, Bryony, do you renounce the devil? If so, you can all answer for her. Yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Killian, you can all answer for him. Do you renounce the devil? If so, yes, I renounce him. Yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I 
And do you renounce all his ways? Do you both believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? If so, say, yes, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. If so, please say, yes, I believe. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? So say, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Oh, it's okay. you name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Baptize you name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Receive this white garment to show that you have both been clothed with the robe of Christ and his righteousness that covers all your sins. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you both since the foundation of the world. Receive the burning light to show that you have received Christ who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever, ever watchful for his coming that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of Lamb in his kingdom which has no end. Amen. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. Would you all please rise? Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve in a larger family and have granted Brian and Killian the new birth in holy baptism and made them a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as they have now become your child, you would keep them in their baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, they may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promise of inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord.
Heavenly Father, you sent your own son into this world as a child of the Virgin Mary. We thank you for the lives of these children entrusted to our care. Help us remember that we are all your children, and so love and nurture them that they may attain to the full stat statue intended for them in your eternal kingdom for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Be with both of you. You may be seated.
Please rise. Take a few moments of meditation and self-reflection. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. I confess. and give us clean hands.
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He who began this good work within you will bring it to completion on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, your word and will are accomplished despite the enemies of your purpose and through the unlikely means of those indifferent to you. Encourage us when we are quick to judge and slow to believe, that we may never forget the triumph of your saving purpose in your Son, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We sing hymn 785, we praise you, O God. Please be seated. Good morning. Our Old Testament reading comes from Isaiah 45, 1 through 7. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped, to subdue nations before him and to lose the belts of kings to open doors before him that gates may not be closed. I will go before you and level the exalted places. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places. And that you may know that it is I, the Lord, 
the God of Israel, who call you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I equip you, though you do not know me, that people may know from the rising of the sun. And from the west, there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I am well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who, do, who does all these things. This is the word of the Lord. Our Psalms reading is 91-11, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. The epistle reading comes from Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith, and labor of love and steadfastness, of hope in your Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and f- with full conviction. You, now, you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all believers of Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything, for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. And the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle Jesus in his talk. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and, and teach the way of God truthfully, and you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. 
And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Would I children come forward for the children's message? Today, in the New Testament lesson, and in the gospel, Paul, in the New Testament, Paul talks about, about love, but he calls it a labor of love. You know what that means? Okay, you know what labor means? Okay, so labor can mean a whole bunch of different things, but in this case, what labor means, it's, it's a passion, it's a hard work, it's the work that you're doing for somebody. For example, you have a mom and a dad, right? Do they love you? So it's a labor of love, meaning that sometimes they have to work hard. You know why? Well, I'll tell you about my parents, why they had to work it really hard. Because when I was about your age, I was wild and crazy. Do you believe that? You do believe it. <laughs> wow. But it's true. It is very true. I, I would bounce off of walls, and I did go all over the place, and they just would... For them to love me was a labor of love, which means they had to really, really work hard at it. Stuff. And so Paul talks about it in a different way. And he's talking about people praying for other people. And they do it, do it because it's a labor of love, which means they, they work at it, they want to do it, and even though it's sometimes it's hard to pray for people, they still do it because they love you. So do you pray for anybody? Who do you pray for, if I can ask? A bunch of people. That's cool. And, and do you do it because you love them? Yeah. So, so that's kind of a labor of love for you because you work. Sometimes you have to work at it. So you have uh, brothers, right? Do you always love your brothers? Are they always nice to you? I didn't think so. I, I know them too. So. And you still love them, Right? And that's, that's a cool thing, because that is the labor of love we have to do. Sometimes love people, even though they do things that don't make us so happy. And sometimes they might even hurt us. But God, God wants us still to pray for them and to love for them. So let's pray together. And do you want to pray for anybody specific this morning? Nope? Okay. Should we pray for your brothers? Would that be a good thing? Yeah, okay. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. For encouraging us to pray, especially as a labor of love. Today, we, we lift all of, everyone up, especially Phineas and Alistair, Lord, and pray that you bless them always. I know that was kind of long, but that's okay. You prayed in your hearts. So, Lord, bless them. Bless all of us. In the name of your, your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We sing our hymn of the day.
Good morning again, and, and, and welcome, and especially welcome today all those who are watching online. We pray that you are blessed also. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today our text is Paul's letter, first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. And uh, we're going to be looking at what it means to have an integrated faith, or a well-integrated faith and what, what that would look like, and what does that mean for you and me. And, and I would suggest, we'll start off with this, that it would be a life in which all different aspects of one's being are in harmony, working together. That would be in family life, work life, leisure life, friendships, beliefs, values, your life with God, dot, dot, dot. So how many of you, and this will age many of us, Remember a baseball player by the name of Stan Musial? A few of you. That really does age us quite a bit, doesn't it? Well, for baseball fans, the name is synonymous with world-class performance. For 22 years, he played baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was widely considered one of the best uh, baseball players of all time, one of the greatest hitters. He hit over 3,600 hits and 475 home runs. He won three Most Valuable Player Awards, 24 consecutive all-star selections, and he was known around baseball as Stan the Man. But in addition to being a baseball hero, an icon on the diamond, Stan also became well-known for who he was off the diamond. He was a humanitarian. He was a fan favorite. He was known throughout St. Louis as a man who would sign an autograph during his dinner at a local restaurant the man who would play take me out to the ball game on his harmonica, the man who would show tricks to children, the man who would tell simple jokes with a wink and a smile, the man that you'd never hear of speaking an off-color word or a disrespectful comment. He was the professional's professional through and through, the man who many, many years ago had captured the admiration and respect of athletes politicians, and world leaders. Captured their day eager to prove something or to gain something from others. He captured their respect simply by being who he was, baseball's perfect knight. When Stan Musial died in January of 2013, he was 92 years old. Thousands of people lined St. Louis's streets to show their respect to this gentle giant and folk hero. They paid homage to the man who integrated world-class athleticism and humble graciousness with immeasurable class. And as those onlookers lining the streets considered the moments passing before their eyes, the unforgettable impression of this well-integrated persona left many speechless. Especially for us Christians, Paul teaches us in our text something like what you just heard. Something like this is to be greatly desired, a well-integrated faith with life that can preach a sermon loud and clear to those around us, maybe even one that leaves them speechless. A number of classic distinctions have become true, hallmarks of our Lutheran heritage, such as law and gospel, faith and works, justification and sanctification. What God has done for us through the life, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, 
And what we do in response to God's action and by the power of the Holy Spirit to love God and serve each other, to be sure these are significant, vital to our core identity as Christians and as Lutheran Christians. But while it's important to keep these distinctions clear in our minds and hearts, it is also important to embody the integrated tension that exists between them. And what I mean by that is when it comes to my life, life in these shoes that I wear, while I need to understand and believe the distinction between faith and works, sometimes dividing uh, line between what is faith and what is works is much more difficult to define clearly. Or, to put this more positively, sometimes the Holy Spirit integrates faith and life in our shoes with such beauty, such harmony, such clarity, that when you think about it for just a few moments and see it in action, it leaves you absolutely speechless. Such is the case with our New Testament lessons this morning from 1 Thessalonians. The Apostle Paul begins this letter with a great statement of thanksgiving, a thanksgiving that depicts the beautiful, harmonious integration. Verse 2 and 3 say this, We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your works of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice the integration Paul sees, a work initiated by faith, of labor sparked by love, of endurance brought to life by hope in our Savior Jesus. Again, it's important to note the distinction between these categories. Paul celebrates these three attributes, work, labor, and steadfastness, but he also knows that these attributes are grounded somewhere. They're grounded in faith, in love, and in hope. And ultimately, in our identity as people who are loved and chosen by God. In other words, your identity, my identity, our identity, as baptized children of God, not only provides each of us with the forgiveness of our sins, with the Holy Spirit, with the the promise and assurance of our eternal adoption as God's children, but it also provides the fuel for the Holy Spirit to do some amazing things in your life and mine. For Brian Lee and, and Killian and all of you who are baptized, we are moved to spark specific actions that stem from our faith. And as Paul sees these actions, these works of faith, these labors of love, the endurance brought to life by hope in Jesus, He is absolutely speechless. He is overwhelmed with thanksgiving. Throughout this text, Paul continues to pour out his prayer of thanksgiving for those Thessalonians who are living out their faith in all kinds of ways. They are demonstrating what it means to serve the true and living God. They are TLCing. That's a new word for you. You'll hear more about it maybe later, maybe today. See, they know that they are to live for Christ, 
TLC-ing, Trinity Lutheran Church, to live for Christ. Paul talks about how these Christians imitated him and other church leaders even imitated God. And even through severe suffering, as verse 6 says, you became imitators of us, of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So even in suffering, they welcomed the gospel with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Paul says they, they had become modes of faith for other believers nearby and for those far away. So much so that the news about their well-integrated faith had been spreading like wildfire. Verse 7 and 8 say, You became an example to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. Imagine that the same thing was said for Trinity Lutheran Church. No one would have to say anything because the word went out from us. You get the sense that as Paul is reflecting on the well-integrated faith of these Thessalonian Christians, he is absolutely speechless. We need not say anything, he says. For Paul has witnessed how the Holy Spirit had worked in the hearts of these men, these women, and these children who had once worshipped idols and had called them to faith, enlightened them, equipped them, and given them everything they needed to be well-integrated Christians. Again, to live for Christ. Paul's heart erupts with thanksgiving at the thought. How well integrated is your faith in Jesus Christ with your day-to-day life? As you and I reflect on these verses from 1 Thessalonians and how our life is personally integrated, all of us know where we stand. Every single one of us here today, including me, we are sinners, and we are in need of a Savior. We have failed God in, in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds. We have not loved God with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not demonstrated this well-integrated, mature faith throughout every aspect of our lives. But this is the precise point at which Jesus meets us. He meets you and me with his perfect life, where life and faith are perfectly integrated and woven together. He meets you and me with his innocent death. He meets us with his blood shed on the cross. He meets you and me with his powerful, victorious resurrection. He meets us in the waters of baptism, which today God did with Bryony and Killian. And he meets them and us. And he exchanges his perfectly integrated faith with yours and my imperfection. He brings his forgiveness, his faith, his love, and his endurance into our lives, yours and mine. And he places us in a position to serve a living and true God with a well-integrated faith and life working together to serve God's God. 
kind of faith. That's what God has given you and me. And when this happens, when the Holy Spirit integrates faith and life in your shoes, in my shoes, with such beauty, with such harmony, with such clarity, when we begin to live for Christ, when you and I stop to think about it for just a moment, and we see it in action, it will leave us, you and me, absolutely speechless. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we seek your forgiveness as we already have today and you already granted to us for the times that we don't have a well-integrated life. We pray through the power of the Holy Spirit you would lead us through those moments where our action will leave everyone speechless because it's the sharing of you with our world. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like now to call up here all those who are a part of our new Lutheran Braille Workers Ministry here at Trinity Lutheran Church. So any of you who are involved in any way, please come forward. And our two guests, you can join us up here too. And see, you've worked two 48 hours trying to get us where we need to get. All the way up to the bottom of the stairs. Face me. Look at me. I know. You gotta look at me a little bit. Right? You can. I, I think everybody took showers. So you guys can get close. We. It's a labor of love. We love each other. So get close. All right. Wow. Cool. And there are some. So hopefully you all got a bulletin. But if not, follow along. You have extra ones. You guys share. Because you guys actually have a part where you have to say something. enough like one for two here you go one more anybody okay all right so these people have been called to begin to have a well integrated life as they work here at trinity mostly in that back room putting together bibles so what lutheran braille workers does in a, in a, in a nutshell they have many different ministries they, they create the Bible in Braille for those who cannot see. And then the part of the ministry that we are doing is creating large print Bibles for those who have a hard time seeing. And I should have brought, I'll show you how big one is, part of it. Don't go away. This is just one page of, how many pages are there in the Bible? <laughs> a lot, right? So anybody who has a Bible, how big is your Bible? Right, not like the size there, right? And if you have a Lutheran Bible that, they, that came out a couple of years ago, large print, it's about like this. This one will be about like this. Is that about right? Two feet. Imagine carrying your Bible that's two feet. But imagine to be able to read it for the first time or again. 
That's what this ministry is, is all about. I'll put it back in my place. So we are going to dedicate it now. And um, they all have a, you guys have a part where it says C. That is you guys, okay? All right, let's see. Let's pray. Jesus, in Matthew 28, 19, 20, gave us his great commission. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I call upon you to express your commitment to service the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ through his special area of this ministry, the making and distributing of Christian material for people with visual impairment. You all? Pray. Gracious Father, help us to see every human being, those physically challenged and those not, those who may look different in our eyes and those who don't. Help us to see all people as spiritually challenged because of sin. Help us to look at each person as a person for whom our Lord Jesus died on the cross, that each might have eternal life. Bless the people and, and mission of Lutheran Braille ministry, our Lutheran Braille Ministry Center here at Trinity Lutheran of Redding, California, as they reach out into our sin-darkened world with the gospel's light. Bless us also as we support their work with our offerings and prayers. Bless the staff and all the volunteers of the Lutheran Braille workers as they reach out throughout the world to people who are blind and visually impaired with the precious light of the gospel. And bless those who receive your word in Braille and large print, that they may be brought to saving faith in Christ and then share that faith with their families and friends. Bless us, Heavenly Father, as we support the work of Lutheran Bear workers with our money, our prayers, and where possible with our times and skills. And all of you. Thank you for being such faithful workers for Christ. Would you all please rise for prayer? We will continue with prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Give to your church, O Lord, your word and your spirit that we hear your voice and follow where you lead, proclaiming your gospel to every corner of the world. Lord, in your mercy. Give to the nations good and faithful leaders who will work under the guidance of your word to lead the peoples with equity and justice, fostering freedom so that we may worship you and love our neighbor living in peace and quietness all our days. Lord, in your mercy. 
Give their homes wisdom and love, that they be places of blessing and peace, bound together by forgiveness and nurtured by the voice of your word. Lord, in your mercy. Give to all people respect for the gift of life, courage to stand against those who would disdain the child in the womb or the aged, and encourage husbands and wives, parents and children in their life together. Lord, in your mercy. Give to the sick and those who suffer every blessing of your presence and healing in accordance with your will, that they be supported in their afflictions and granted patience until the day when perfect healing reigns. And today we give you thanks that Dick Chambers is now home from the hospital and recovering and doing well. We will lift up Christine Lowey as she mourns the death of her husband and the Parker family as they mourn the death of Alvin's father. And be with Luann and her husband. Her husband's in the hospital in an emergency room. And Lord, we pray that you would guide the medical team to take care of him. Lord, in your mercy. Give to us eyes to see your goodness and the gifts of your mercy that crown all our days. And give to our hearts gratitude that we use your gifts for your glory, for the good of our neighbors in need, and for the support of the work of the kingdom here and throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy. All these things, Heavenly Father, for which we pray, grant to us according to your mercy, providing to us all things needful and beneficial, and keeping from us all things as may prove harmful to our faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated as we receive our offering. Please rise.
skill to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at His right stands one who is my Savior. I take Him at His word.
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. With joy we bring you to the song of praise and thanksgiving, prompted by your word and spirit, and raised up by the voices of many generations. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is the revelation of your mercy and the incarnation of your steadfast love, through which we shall be saved, remembering the saints who have gone before us with the sign of faith, and joining our voices with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and glorify your name, and joining in their unending hymn, evermore praising you and singing. Let us pray. God of all mercy and grace, in patience you bore with us sinners who deserve nothing. 
of your kindness and at that time of your bidding revealed to us your love in your son Jesus Christ born of the virgin by the Holy Spirit as he has accomplished all things for our salvation grant us your Holy Spirit so that we may believe in him with all our hearts bodies souls and minds and confess him boldly before the world be with us as we approach now his table there to receive his one testament of his flesh and bread and his blood and wine for the forgiveness of our sins and as the foretaste of the eternal to come. The Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, and after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. You are without equal, O Lord, and mighty in purpose and power. Deliver us from all our fears and grant our hearts to know with confidence that you will work through all things to accomplish your purpose and fulfill your promise. Help us by this very communion upon the holy food of Christ's flesh and blood to be comforted in adversity and encouraged to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Sing our closing song.
Amen. Please be seated. You have any announcements coming up forward and sit in the hot seat here? No announcements? All right. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, if you wish to um, see what's going on in that back room, see any one of the people you saw stand up here, and they will take you back there and uh, show you at least the start of our new ministry here at, at Trinity. Um, and yeah, tw seven minutes of Bible study class. <laughs> hey, the chorus was great. You sang wonderful today. It was awesome, really awesome. Uh, we may let it go a little bit because there are refreshments. There's a cake back there. Um, we might want to stick two little feet in there. Or no, maybe not. Take ahead, Gary. You're lost. That's okay. There's an old tradition. You take the foot of the baby that was baptized and you put it in the cake. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, yeah. No, no announcements at last night? How many of you went to last night? All right? All right. We had great chili. And uh, who won? Oh, Carrie won. Right. Yeah. And let's see, Doreen was second. And who was third? Arliss was third. Okay. That means Jane's and mine lost. But you know what that meant? I had more at home, so it's great. So, 
Um, <laughs> uh, all right, we should probably get moving, huh? So, um, thank you all for being here. Thank you for uh, letting us uh, baptize those two little sweet things, and she'll warm up to me, maybe. Uh, and, uh, and Roger, I love your haircut. Yeah, you can just, I just want just to rub the head now. No? <laughs> All right, I'll leave that to the kids and the grandkids, sorry. Let's go in peace. Let's serve, their, serve our Lord. Remember to live for Christ.